Special thanks to our promotional partners at the American Philatelic Society. The APS is the largest stamp collecting organization in the world, supporting collectors of any level worldwide. For more information about membership and APS services, visit stamps.org. I'm Charles Epting from HR Harmer in New York City. And I'm Michael Cortese, Noble Spirit in Pittsfield, New Hampshire. And this is Conversations with Philatelists. Now, Michael, we met through the Young Philatelic Leaders Fellowship. True. We spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about the Young Philatelic Leaders Fellowship. Also we had true. Alec Hyman on as our first guest. Yep. Um, th- th- this episode is sort of the first of a, I would describe it a non-contiguous mini-series of episodes we're hoping to hold in the coming weeks and months, mm-hmm. where we speak to other fellows who have graduated the program, and hopefully eventually we talk to somebody who's even mid-program, I think would right. be a lot of fun. Yeah. But we've got a number of these lined up with other other graduates of the YPLF. And to kick things off, we are talking to Jessica Rodriguez, yep. Jessica Nee Rodriguez, and Ryan Wellmaker. Yep. Uh, I say Nee Rodriguez because they are now married. They're the first uh, marriage success story of the YPLF. I don't yep. think Alex could have imagined that in his wildest dreams. The <laughs> two of the people he brought together would get married. I think he was just hopeful that we would keep collecting stamps. <laughs> and here, the YPLF sparked a, a, a romance. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're, they're located in Southern Illinois. Uh, Ryan's family's in the real estate business. So that's, that's what they're doing, uh, you know, in their, their real life in uh, Southern Illinois, but, but uh, in their, their philatelic uh, life, which oftentimes seems detached from reality um, for me, at least they are, uh, they're, they're both graduates of the YPLF. Uh, Jessica's a great collector. Ryan is uh, not only a, a, a collector himself, but just a very fun person to mm. hang out with at a show. As somebody who has spent a lot of time with Ryan in his um, uh, not native New Orleans, but he went to college in New Orleans and, and knows the area and the restaurants all too well. And as somebody who spent a good deal of time with the two of them down there, I can tell you that they're uh, two of the most enjoyable people to spend an evening with or a lunch with. And uh, yeah. I'm really excited to catch up. With them. Yeah. I first met them, uh, in Monaco, Monaco, Phil right. in 2017, I think in 2017, first time, I, first time I met you as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, I sat next to them for the, uh, banquet dinner. It was a, it was a fun experience. First time I met them, they were a lot of fun. They were very talkative. Um, I think, were you with us when we went to the casino or was that just yeah. me and them? No, yep. Yeah, I went to the casino with you guys. That was that was a fun experience. These are two great people. I, I've known Jessica longer than I've known Ryan, actually. Oh. Um, I met her at Westpex uh, before that. Um, she was involved up there with, with both Westpex and Philatelic Fiesta. And uh, I got to know her um, uh, a number of years ago. And, uh, and, and just so happy to see them doing well and, and looking forward to catching up with them. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it a lot. I haven't seen them in, since uh, Omaha. That was, I feel like I saw them more 10 recently. 10 years ago now? <laughs> that was before the, the COVID. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let, let, let's bring yeah. them in. Let's, yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited to catch up. All right, here we go. Hi. How's it going, you guys? Good. Hello. How are you good doing? To, good to see you both you all are doing this this is really wonderful and congratulations on your award oh thank you thank you and congratulations you. to the to, to you I, I don't think i've spoken to you since uh since you got hitched 
I know. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a while. Yeah. So before we get started with the formal part of the interview, what's new? How's how's life treating you guys? What's uh, what's good? This, I'm done with school and just working busy. There's this crazy thing called COVID going on. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't. Can you tell us more about that? I, I, I don't. I, I I hear that it's just now starting to hit New York City. So, <laughs> so you have to be very for careful. about. For, for about the sixth time, it's just starting to hit us. <laughs> I know, it just, it just keeps popping up. You know, things are going pretty good. So here in southern Illinois, um, our numbers have been relatively low, fortunately. You know, we've been very blessed with that. And uh, outside of outside of COVID, it's really put a stifle on any of our travel plans. You know, we're mm. really travelers, and we haven't been able to do much at all. Uh, so... Outside of that, that's what's going. What about YouTube? What what's new in y'all's worlds? Same, stifling travel plans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically the same. Yeah, I, I guess to kick things off and, and to explain, um, you know, why this is the uh, largest group of young people to have discussed stamps in <laughs> quite some while. You guys were both part of the YPLF that also um, led Michael and I to our respective positions. So I, my, my first question to you, and again, I, I think it's great how it's brought us together and, and a lot of our other friends. Um, can, can you both explain how you became aware of the YPLF? Michael and I have both rambled about this quite mm. a bit over the months. But how, what was your exposure to the APS and the YPLF? And then we'll get to, uh, after, you know, get, after hearing your um, uh, individual stories, we'll get to how you guys uh, met each other. Okay, you're All right. So... Uh, many years ago, um, there was this wonderful woman of the hobby named uh, Dr. Betty Nettles. And Dr. Betty Nettles uh, lived in St. Louis. I live in Southern Illinois. And she was a member of the Webster Grove Stamp Club. My grandfather was also a member of the Webster Grove Stamp Club, Bob Metcalf. And we would go to uh, the occasional auction or the occasional speech. Um, and, and, and listen, I eventually met Betty. And she was a really wonderful person. And she said, you know, there's this guy you really have to meet. And I said, oh, okay, cool. She said, his name's Alex, and um, he's really into stamps. And he's starting this new program for, for younger people. And I said, well, that's, that's cool. I'd really like to, to, to meet him and, you know, learn about the experience. So I, I, I forget which stamp show it was specifically where I, I eventually met Alex. And uh, but when I did, I really met Alex because as, as if you if any of you have met Alex, he's just this phenomenal guy. We still see him today. He lives in the St. Louis area with his um, um, uh, wife and beautiful children. And um, I saw him on Saturday, actually. You saw him on Saturday. <laughs> he was driving through Ohio where I was uh, spending the holiday, and uh, he drove out of his way to stop by and wave hello from the driveway. Um, so, um, eventually Alex said, Hey, you know, I really think you should get in this group. And at the time it was new. Um, um, I was in the second, the second class where they were doing, uh, they were trying the senior fellows out versus the, the junior fellows. And I was the first senior fellow. I was attending uh, Tulane university at the time. So I, I, I was the first, um, fellow that, was doing the college and the fellowship at the same time. It really worked uh, fantastically well schedule-wise. It was a great way to get out of class. You know, I would remember 
a fellow, you know, of the <laughs> American Philatelic Organization, you know, the YPLF. And then they would say, really? I said, yes, yes. And I, I need to postpone my exam the next week. <laughs> um, and, it, and it was amazing. Every time it worked. Every, sometimes um, I did not have stamps. Did, did work. No, 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 just kidding. Maybe. And uh, so essentially, though, that's my introduction to the, the YPLF. Uh, Gretchen Moody at the time was uh, the director of education for the APS. And um, she um, did a really great job pioneering the program. And um, I have really fond memories of, of you know, going to the stamp shows as a YPLF fellow, meeting everybody who's anybody in the hobby. And um, eventually, um, you know, I came to, 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 to meet a very wonderful person at one of these events, this person right here. And, uh, but that, that, that's, my, that's my experience. I, was in the, I, I, I chose the author track, is, is the track that I, I chose. So that's, that's me. Good turn. Okay, so how did I learn about the program? I kind of seen it in the um, AP and like read a little bit online, but I didn't really feel comfortable looking more into it until um, I was at West Tech at the um, check-in booth, checking people in and looking through the program. And they had an ad in there. I kind of looked at it more closely for the first time. And coincidentally, that was the year that English was there. And you were there too, Charles. And you what? guys about it. So I kind of thought it was this weird thing, so I didn't really take it too seriously. But then, you know, you seem to be normal, Charles. So I said, well, I'll apply. And uh, I did, and it was one of the greatest years of my life. I really wish I could go back and redo it, or I wish it was longer. Um, but I'm really fortunate. And, and from that, Jessica, you obviously... Uh, you had your, your hand in Bay Area philately uh, already, and you've remained involved as well. So even though, yeah, I, I wish we, I think we all wish we could go back and hmm. uh, do another year of this. But but um, you had enough going on initially in San Francisco and, and later on a national scale uh, to at least carry over the experience of that year, um, you know, moving forward, I think. Yeah, definitely. And that kind of helped, and it's helped me stay connected to after the college so from then, uh, can you talk a little bit about when the two of you first met at your first show? Yeah, Jessica, take it away. Um, uh, <laughs> well, we met at the Richmond show in, I guess, like 2018 or maybe 2017. Um, I think it was 2017. But I'm glad someone. 2017. <laughs> okay, yeah. So there, um, Ryan was there, and you know I was finishing my fellowship year, and so we were just like in the right place at the right time. Um, it was really cool because the night we actually met, a bunch of us were out at dinner, um, spending time together. So there are two different stories about how we met. It's an apocryphal tale of of philatelic lore. Constantly unraveling. So, um, my grandfather, Bob Metcalf, will tell everybody in the world that he's the one that introduced me to Jessica. Or I actually met Jessica the day before, and then I, I remember that, that evening coming back um, to see my grandfather after I'd met, met Jessica um, at the show hotel. Um, or, you know, we were having drinks with all the, 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 the collectors, especially the younger collectors of YPLF, um, some of our mentors were there, 
And, um, you know, I saw uh, um, Jessica and I said, oh, this is, you know, Niles and Jessica, I'll have a conversation with, with her. And, um, you know, um, she, she was under 70 and the only female in the hobby. So that, you know, that was under 70 and single. And that was a real plus. I mean, that was pretty fantastic. But so that's what I did. So I, You've uh, got to have standards, Ryan. That's, that's good that you... <laughs> Hey, I tell you what, I was very, I was very lucky. But honestly, um, I, I, I was so impressed because um, she, she, she was exhibiting at this show, which, which, which exhibiting to me right now, I, I have nothing really to exhibit. And she had been exhibiting and building up a collection for, for years, her Costa Rica exhibit. So, um, the, so that, that evening, um, I woke my grandfather up and I said, uh, you know, I, I met somebody. Um, at the show that's exhibiting her name's Jessica, and he said, oh, okay. Well, then the, the following day, um, uh, Bob somehow sees Jessica and says, Ryan, there's somebody I want you to meet. Come here. And it, it was Jessica, and I acted, you know, as if I didn't know this woman. And I said, well, hello, Jessica. You know, very nice to meet you, you know. And so that's where the thing with Bob. But I, I still want Bob to tell the story because he takes a lot of pride in that. He really does. But I, I, I was really amazed that there was somebody on um, on a professional level involved with the YPLF exhibiting at the show, and and that that was that was really special to me that somebody that shared in my hobby. Um, I, I get told all the time actually by by fellow people and our um, fellow stamp collectors is wow you really lucked out you know that that you you, you found somebody that that enjoys your hobby because usually we hear the opposite right that the partners either saying, oh, you spend too much time on this, they're going on all these shows. Well, Jessica and I love going to stamp shows, so um, and, and we love collecting. So it, it was a really beautiful uh, marriage, no pun intended. <laughs> Jessica, can you talk a little bit about your Costa Rica collection? Because uh, it has, it has uh, familial ties for you, which I think is a, a, great, a great story. Yeah, um... So in my fellowship year, you know, we have the tracks and I wanted to exhibit. I kind of knew that going in. And I, um, the way I got into Costa Rican collecting, yeah, I do have the familial ties. My dad born in Costa Rica and all of that. But kind of, I came to the exhibit subject as a default because I realized it'd be very impossible to create a single frame U.S. exhibit in one year. So um, after I ruled that out, I kind of opened the sky catalog and looked at Costa Rica, picked what I felt like I could do in a year, which I was wrong because it wasn't easy. I thought it would be really easy. Um, so I stuck with that collection. I collect the 1889 Soto series as my primary collection um, from pre production through the modification. And I also collect pretty much anything early Costa Rica. I enjoy exhibiting. <laughs> um, so it's fun and it's a challenge. Do you still have that same collection? Yeah, I have like two frames right now. I'm waiting. I need some more stuff. Okay. It's a really is an amazing. It's quite an impressive collection. Um, uh, it really. In fact, recently we were at um, Evans Pex, which is a super small show here in the area um, in Evansville, uh, Indiana. Uh, it is in Indiana because it borders Illinois. Uh, Evansville, yeah, it's in Evansville, Indiana. 
And uh, Jessica won uh, first place at her exhibit. Now, it was a no competition, uh, um, uh, a non-competitive exhibit, but she won first place at the exhibit, got a beautiful ribbon. And um, I, I do not know, it was, a so, it was such a small show, um, you know, mostly locals. Um, I, I don't think they were realizing that the, the amount of work and quality that was involved with her exhibit. Mm -hmm. Ryan, regarding your own uh, collecting interests, and I mean this in the best way possible, I feel like you were not nearly uh, as focused as Jessica. Is that fair to say? That's a hundred percent correct. Yeah. You, you, you seem to me like a jack of all trades who just enjoys fine things, no matter what they are. Master of all. I didn't want master. <laughs> what what catches so your funny. eye at a stamp show? What what are you looking for? What's your uh, you know what, what what gets your heart racing? Other than Jessica. Uh, so, so eventually, so initially I started out, uh, my grandfather's really big into, um, into the U.S., early U.S. So I wanted to do something that was completely different from what he was collecting. Um, and I thought, well, why not start where, where the, you know, the first cities of postage stamp began and start with, with uh, uh, Britain. And that's what I did. I did early, U uh, uh, I did early U.K., um, and uh, uh, the Victorian era, and I started, you know, with Penny Blacks, and I remember going to the stamp shows, they say, aren't you going to start plating these things? And I said, I said, no, I'm just collecting, you know, solid, you know, just good quality examples, you know, all throughout the, you know, so early Victorian era was where I started. Um, then I began transitioning into things that caught my eye. So, um, for example, um, I have uh, uh, an advertising uh, cover collection of, of oyster covers. And we have a friend, uh, Liz, uh, Liz Heisey, who, who also did the same thing. So we, we really, we really share at that. Um, I also collect uh, CSA, Confederate States of America. I find that really interesting um, because I went to school in New Orleans, Louisiana. And, and uh, so I have a few New Orleans provisionals as well. Uh, it seems like every time I buy something New Orleanian related, it always has Hubert Skinner on it. It always has Hubert Skinner on it. So it's wonderful because I was actually able to meet Hubert Skinner, which was which was fantastic. And, and to actually own a piece of his collection, um, I love. So that's what I really love about about the hobby is finding finding material that 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 relates to me and who who I am. Um, and, and that's interesting and eye-catching, uh, stimulating. Um, and, 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 and Jessica's right. It doesn't really stay in one specific. Um, I haven't really gone too crazy in terms of, like, collecting everything. I primarily do early U.S., early U.K., um, um, advertising covers or early advertising covers. Um, and, and, and that's primarily what I seek to. But every once in a while, I'll find something. Um, you know, like really interesting. Collection. I do have a lot of collections. <laughs> that's what kind of makes it fun. You know, my, my grandfather would always say one thing about collecting is nobody can tell you what to collect. And I yeah. love that. That's what I love about the hobby is that when you go to these stamp shows or, and you meet people, right, they're so excited about the collections that they have. And they, they have these stories they share about how they acquired it, who they acquired it from, who owned it at one, once upon a time. And um, so I, I really enjoy the custodial aspect of stamp collecting, right? Owning something that, that, that is truly a treasure 
that 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 you become a steward of, and 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 that I and I look to preserve that. So yeah, so I'm trying to preserve every article of of philately that I can find. So it, was it your father that got you involved in philately in the first place? Oh, it, uh, it grandfather? My grandfather? Yeah, it was my grandfather. Um, essentially, it was really interesting. So. Um, how I really got into stamp collecting, uh, coincidentally, Jessica and I, uh, so Jessica's grandfather got her involved and my huh. grandfather got me involved. But um, when it started out, uh, I would be traveling with my grandparents uh, you know, all over the U.S. going to these shows. And initially, you know, I didn't know anything about stamp. I just knew that we would be going somewhere and my grandmother and I would leave my grandfather at this place for hours at a time. <laughs> And, and then I would say, where is he at? And she's like, well, you know, he's at the stamp show. And then we would, you know, we would go on tours or do do things while, you know, wherever he traveled. And eventually I started accompanying him to the shows and he, he you know, would introduce me to people. And one thing that, that stamp dealers really love is to see younger people at, at, at stamp shows because that's the future of the hobby, right? Like we're the future of the hobby, especially the younger um, the younger people who have no idea where to start, right? The, I, I found that stamp dealers in particular are so helpful they, to, to, with information and, you know, uh, advice on where, where to start, what, what, what to collect. And um, so when I was starting out, I, I met all these really amazing stamp dealers and started building up, um, at the time, a really nice early um, GB collection. You, you talk about travel, which is obviously uh, something that I think draws all four of us to the hobby. And I feel like I've never seen you two in the same place twice. We'll see each other in London or Monaco or Richmond or San Francisco or San Jose, wherever. Um, can you talk about some of your favorite places that stamps have brought you um, and, and uh, you know, uh, where you hope to go in the future? I mean, before we started recording, we were talking about how we uh, all feel sort of cooped up given the the circumstances and, and not going to shows and it's been a while since we've all seen each other what are some of your favorite travel memories and what are some of your travel goals uh for you know whenever we we are able to freely roam about again i think london is the best we went to stamp bag just what because we got engaged london? yeah we got oh, engaged we got i was like stamp show, not <laughs> show, but we were there for that was probably um, but I just like any opportunity to get out. We actually have like a map that we got when we first started dating, we, like track off every place that like, we've been together and pretty much all of them are camp related. Um, there's a couple that aren't, but. Yeah, we, we, we've, we've actually been very fortunate that the hobby has been very generous to us in, in, in allowing us to be able to, to travel. Um, we were invited by the Collectors Club of Monte Carlo. Mm -hmm. uh, Patrick Marcialis was, uh, was head of it at the time, and he arranged for younger people to come, younger philatelists to come to um, uh, Monaco Phil, and that was absolutely an amazing experience. I, I, I tell you, never would I have ex ever expected to have a formal uh, black tie dinner with Prince Albert of Monaco. I mean, that was absolutely <laughs> fantastic, right? And uh, then, of course, you know, going to London, the Stamp X was was, was really great. Um, I, I think what we'd like to do um, is is when we when they have these international stamp shows, is to go to these because you get to meet people from all over the world. 
that you 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 would have never met otherwise. And believe it or not, you you, you meet quite a few Americans as well yeah. um, that 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 you would have never met otherwise if you would not have gone to these international shows. So when you go back home to the U.S., um, you have friends here that you've met, you know, overseas, and that that's that's been such a blessing for me is that we met all these wonderful people everywhere we've been able to travel. And um, um, it, it, it's been just so wonderful how the, the hobby has been so generous to us as young philatelists getting more and more involved in, um, in stamp collecting. Yeah. So, Jess, you've organized shows in the past, correct? Can you talk a little bit about the shows you've organized and put on? And are, are you still organizing them? I ran Bill's Health Fiesta, WPS uh, show, for a couple of years in San Jose, California. And then when I moved, um, I resigned that position. I've been on several, like, show committees, like Sequoia Stamp Show, like, small level shows, and then West also Pex. West Pex, yeah, bigger um, WSP show. And um, I was organizing the symposium in Belfont, but as you know, that didn't end up happening this year. But I really, really like running events. Yeah, I saw that um, Scott Treppel's presentation, you introduced him. Postal Innovation? Yeah. So what is your position there still? I'm a board member um, with the Classic Society. I kind of maintain my interest in classic U.S. material because my grandfather's collection specialized in that area, and I... Although I don't actively collect it, I'm kind of breaking into more um, some stampless stuff between like San Francisco and Costa Rica. So I'm finding ways to tie my U.S. interest back to my primary interest, which is Costa Rica. But I, you know, just like being on different things and running events. So that's like my main goal. She does an amazing job. Yeah, yeah. I, I unfortunately never got to come to any of the. And had like ten fellows at it. So. Oh, wow. Pretty good. Yeah. So I made a crack at the beginning that this is a larger-than-usual group of uh, young people. And I'm sure uh, you guys are as uh, used to getting the question, how do you get young people involved in the hobby? Um, I get it all the time. Michael gets it all the time. It, it, people are constantly um, uh, coming to us. But but when we get together, um, you know, I, 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 I love hanging out with you guys, Michael. Uh, you know, again, other people our age, a lot of uh, – you know, fellows and, and uh, alumni of the fellowship, it doesn't necessarily feel like we're young people in the hobby. I feel like once we get there and once we're sitting with the dealer or sitting, we've sat in on board meetings together. Um, you know, it, it doesn't really, I feel like a lot of times that question is sort of patronizing or trivializing. Um, whereas when we all get together uh, at a show, we're just part of the hobby, same as people who are older than us and men and women. And, and, and again, that's my feeling at a show is that everybody sort of comes together. Is that a similar experience that you've had? Or, or do you feel like, uh, you know, sort of a, a sideshow as, as young people <laughs> at, a, at a stamp show sometimes? Is it a little bit of both? I think it can be a little bit of both. It just depends. Like, initially, I felt kind of weird when I first started collecting on the local level and in a lot of cases, the only girl. So I, you know, it was kind of weird, but then after a while, they just know who you are and it's not weird for you and it's not weird for them. And so I think really the big thing is just exposure and, you know, both sides and have an open mind. Yeah, I, I, I tell you when, when we go to board meetings, um, uh, philatelic board meetings, uh, the, 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 
a- age really goes goes out the window. You know, it, 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 I would say that it's more of a mixture of perspectives, right? We bring a different perspective than than, than other people sitting on certain boards would, um, and 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 that may be related to to age and you know new technologies come out. So you know when you talk about ways to get more younger people involved. I think exactly what we're doing right now, right? It's we, us, the collective, um, um, our generation has, especially you two, really, we have to thank to, to, to have this virtual interaction. And, 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 and I think that's, what's going to push more younger people into the hobby or things like this. And then when they start having, um, more digital board meetings, it'll be very similar, right? We'll, we'll be, Dare I say another screen on another face on the screen, and um, um, the the information we bring forward to the table will be, you know, just as um, just as welcomed as if we were sitting in person together. So, yeah, I think that the, the doing this digitally um, and, and this web series is fantastic. I, I really want to see more of this happen. Thanks. Yeah, I think the exposure thing is a is a great point because it, I certainly felt in my first couple shows that I've. I don't know if it was all in my head, but I felt like people were saying, who's this kid? Is he just here for one show, two shows? Did someone bring him and he doesn't even want to be here. But once you start going and start... I think stare- it gets normalized really quick and the novelty yeah. wears off, which is which is mm-hmm. what I would love. I would love to not, you know, uh, for, for us to not be looked at as young people in the hobby, but just be looked yeah. at as, as collectors. But at the same time, once we stop getting asked how we bring young people into the hobby, then we really know we're not young anymore. That's true. So. <laughs> That's true. That's when we have the midlife crisis. Right, yeah. Why is no one asking me that anymore? And then we start asking other people, and it's, um, you know, that'll, that'll be tough in its own way. But but exposure is a, is a great point. That's something that I think a lot of people don't initially think about because they go to that first show, and it's and it may be difficult. It, you know, they might not have had the same experience that, that yourself, Ryan, had when dealers are... Uh, inviting and, and helpful and, and it'll be difficult and then the second one it's a little less difficult and the one after that it's less difficult and then and then it's just uh, pretty casual I, from there on I love it you know when, when you walk into stamp show and and everybody's just shouting your name you know, everybody's saying you know <laughs> you walk down the aisles like, hey i'll be back and see you soon you know like hey just, <laughs> I, I i i love that that camaraderie right and uh um i think that's fantastic I think like the YPLS program has been really helpful in kind of normalizing Absolutely. younger people, especially the summer show where you have the incoming class and the outgoing class, and then also previous classes really make an effort to come out. Then you have like 10, 12, 15 people that are younger at the camp show. Yeah, having a table there, you know, uh, a booth at the show really establishes the legitimacy of your organization, right? And, 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 and that we are really committed to growing the hobby because we're there. We have younger people behind the counters interacting with everyone there. So, you know, getting back to that exposure uh, that, 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 we, that we touched on earlier, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it helped out, especially in the first Milwaukee show I went to. They had the, the dealer booth and you're selling dollar covers to people walking yeah. by. And it, it really, for myself, who'd only ever been behind a screen on the Internet, it, it was a lot of exposure and how to how to sell to people face to face. And it's, you know, it's a really, it's an in-person hobby and that um, connection to people is, is incredibly important. My last question for you guys, Jessica, you mentioned that you would love to get your hands on another show once shows are a thing again. And, and unfortunately, you know, that, that symposium was looking like a, 
a really fun event and I'm sure there will be more opportunities like that. But, but for each of you uh, individually, what is your, uh, I don't want to say your, your end goal or your, your biggest goal in the hobby, because I hope that we all have a long and prosperous future in Philately, but, but what is your um, mission? What is, what is next on your, um, you know, sort of to-do list? Is, is it um, uh, to organize a show? Uh, What do you have your sights set on? Um, Well, I think in terms of like volunteering and giving back, I really like running events. So I would like to run another show. Um, Ideally, I want to run another WSP show. Uh, I really like all of the different facets that go into that. The judging, exhibits, dealers. Um, I feel like I'm good at it. It's easy for me to organize the technology and things like that. So like another one of those to run and then as far as my collection you know i want to keep expanding my exhibit i want to get up to the point where i do have a frame and i'd like to win the coc uh, in time i will a lot more work and research but it's not something that really holds me back i'm motivated yeah yeah and you sir i tell you um the, the hobby has shown me the, the generosity of people. We would not have been able to, to create the YPLF organization. We would not have been able to go to Monaco Phil. We would not have been invited by the Royal Philatelic Society of London to Stamp X if it weren't for the generosity of, of, of a few people that, that could make this happen. So my goal is to give back to the hobby the same way that people have given back to Jessica and I. And um, as time progresses, I, I hope to do that more and more. Um, but 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 definitely from a philanthropic standpoint, I want to give back to, to have younger individuals, um, to not have to worry about the cost of going from point A to point B. Um, um, to, to because once they get there, something really magical can happen as... Yeah. Uh, yeah, as we've all experienced. Remove those barriers, and um, and and then of course, um, I'm going to continue buying whatever you know, whatever sparkles and fancies my eye, and uh, um, so. But but I, I I really go back to to the generosity of the people that have made made this happen. Uh, it made because if it weren't for a select few, Je- I would not have met. I'm, the, the likelihood of me meeting Jessica would be relatively, you know, small, if not at all. And and to have that experience of going to stamp shows and making lifelong connections with, with people such as yourselves, um, that that's such a beautiful thing that that I I definitely want to see. Uh, we definitely want to see uh, going forward. Yeah, that's those both sound like amazing answers. Did I get an A? Yeah. Yeah, you both, you both win. Both of those answers fit your personalities perfectly, which is what I love. Those are the exact <laughs> answers I would hope from each of you. I'm glad there wasn't an essay for it. <laughs> um, thank you both so much for taking the time out to, to speak to us. Um, I wish you the best. Yeah, no, of course. You guys... Um, it was a um, lot of fun. I, yeah. I, I I miss seeing you guys. Like it's it's been a it's been a tough year for that alone. Just not seeing all the familiar faces. That really weird. Know. Yeah this this was really fantastic. Again, congratulations to you both on winning your your, your recent award. Oh, thank you. We're looking forward to seeing more of your um, your web series as they as they progress. So we wish you the best of luck going forward. Thank you. And 
we'll hopefully see you guys as soon as humanly possible. Yeah, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. Ne- next time I uh, pass through the area, I, uh, I I found out I have some family in Indiana, so I'm going to hopefully be there uh, more frequently. Right. So I'll I'll take a spin over to you guys at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Come Great. On. Well, thank you both so much. Yeah, thank you. All right. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. It was so nice to see them again. Uh, it had been since Omaha, almost about a year now. Year and a half? Year and a half. Jeez. Um, it's, it's the end of December as we record this. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 you know, you, you, when you talk to them after a while, you like sort of slip back into, you know, where you, where you left off. Yeah. Um, and it, it made me realize how long it's been since I've actually seen them in person. You get used to, uh, I sound like a broken record. I say this every episode, but you get used to seeing these people and you sort of take it for granted that mm-hmm. going to a stamp show, I'm going to see so-and-so dealer or such and yeah. such exhibitor and, and Ryan and Jessica are just sort of staples of the, um, the stamp circuit. And I always yeah. try and carve out time for a meal or a drink with them or something. And, uh, I'm, I'm selfishly glad to, uh, have gotten to catch up with them. This was, this was really great. Yeah, I completely agree. My goal, we've got to bring a young person to the fellowship through this podcast. Yeah. We've got to like discover somebody and like get them in the, and then Ryan gets to sponsor them. That would be awesome. And it would be a purely YPLF crafted fellow. That would be uh, that'd be I something. Th- I think Alex would be quite proud of us. Yeah, the first completely YPLF sponsored YPLF fellow. Yes, exactly. From we, like we, the first, because Ryan was in, what did he say, the second year? Second so, class. And then yeah. you came after Ryan and then I came after you and Jessica mm-hmm. came after me. And yeah. I think it would be fun if the four of us sort of collaborated on a on a, a fellow. We'll find someone. Our own little project to mold yeah. it to a stamp collection. Maybe one of the younger, uh, or maybe one of the youth students from the Spelman Museum. Who Noble Spirit is partnering with. Yes. I just got an email. The other oh, day. did you really? Yesterday. Yeah. yeah well, we you, just want, a- you want to mention that really quick? That, that sounds exciting. Uh, yeah, we can. Um, so we're just, we're, um, we're, we have the opportunity of sponsoring them for the next year and all their events. Uh, they're going to be doing a lot of youth events, but then also, uh, banquet dinners as well. Um, and symposiums and, and a lot of, I think symposia is the term. Symposii. Uh, I, I, I was excited when I saw that email though. That seems like a, like, a yeah. Good- you know, a, a natural move for, for noble spirit. Yeah. We're so close to them and, and Joe Mullins a, and great, great friend. And so is Mark Butterline and, and they're fantastic people. We were excited when presented with the opportunity, we completely snatched it up and, uh, and yeah, we're excited to, to as work. As the year goes on, let's talk more about that. I want to, yeah, you, you guys have more concrete plans and stuff. Let's, let's bring that up. Yeah. So as, as they announce events, they're planning to do one event a month as they announce the events, I can definitely mention the event that they're doing. They're doing a lot of virtual events, but I know once the restrictions and things become safer, they're they're hoping to do a lot more in-person events as well and host people at the Spelman Museum. So we've got a very exciting guest next week who we will save mm-hmm. to announce until next. We'll make this yeah. a surprise. We don't do that often. We usually... Um, Sometimes we do, but this is the guest that I've been waiting five, I think you've been six months. Longer than we've even had a podcast Yes. <laughs> You've been waiting to interview yeah. this person, I feel. 
No, um, I, and and honestly, I didn't even I didn't even find this person. My my sister did. She said you got to check this person out, see the work they're doing with stamps and postal history, and history of the USPS. You got to see what they're doing, and you need to talk to this person. I reached out, it, and then they said I'm free in five months. Well, that's great that Claire is finally carrying her own weight in uh, conversations <laughs> with philatelists. I'm, I'm glad she's finally proving useful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we literally could not do any of this without Claire. Yeah. Um, this would be unwatchable. Thank you. And after Claire gets through with it, it's slightly watchable. <laughs> There's a, <clears throat> yeah, she does, she does a lot for us. We really appreciate the work. You guys like the Pixar lamp? That was Claire. Yeah. If you liked the little flurry she makes all our thumbnails she makes the she designed the other thumbnails i was gonna i think editing a video is more <laughs> impressive than thumbnails and claire's gonna get to pick what she wants left in and what she wants cut out exactly the whole thing's gonna disappear <laughs> yeah uh, true awesome so as always uh thank you to everyone for listening whether you are on apple Podcasts, spotify Podcasts, google podcasts podbean YouTube Other podcast sites, YouTube, um, yep. which is not a podcast platform. Not yet. Um, we have a website, which is flatlypodcast.com. New episodes yeah. are always uploaded there. Yes. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we have an email address, which is flatlypodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We check that uh regular I, I they push to my my phone you know i think we should start reading or i should start reading to you some of our fan mail that that we've been getting because we should we do get, a little we should do that every couple of weeks we should, we should why don't we do that next episode because i got one that i need to search for uh that came in we just before so christmas got buried right <laughs> um i need to search for it. it came in just before christmas the guy wrote a really nice letters talking about how he just discovered collecting again He'd become a member of the APS, became a member of the Royal, and he's looking to start uh, exhibiting. And he's looking to build his collection. He wanted to know about the library and researching material more. So, I, I but then credited the podcast here to to aiding him find some of these utilities that that he was now using to to collect stamps. So I, I feel like we should a little ego trip segment every week. <laughs> well, no, I listen to other podcasts and they always, they always read listener mail at the end and, or some people will comment on an episode. And, um, yeah, I think we should start reading listener mail. Absolutely. Um, I see, I listen to podcasts and all I hear are a bunch of ads, which we probably <laughs> do not do yet. And that comment will age very poorly when, well, um, um, except for the APS in the com. beginning. <laughs> That's not an ad. That's a, a no, but, okay. Yeah, I feel like ads. Audible, you know, a bunch of VPN services. I don't know where that was going, so I'm just gonna say that it was good talking to you. Again. No, it's fine. So we'll do a little, uh, we'll do a little fan mail session. Section. Yeah, I think we honestly, I think we no, should. We, we get some really interesting li- listener mail. Listener <laughs> mail. Yes. We don't want to assume that they're fans. Yeah, that's true. Well, Michael, as always, this was a lot of fun, and yep. uh, we'll talk real soon. All right. See you then. See you next time.